This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. Welcome back to part two of Behind the Mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon, a Scott Glosserman joint. Uh, neglected to mention that Scott Glosserman directed this fine movie in the previous episode. Um, so we left off in the library. This is another great pivotal moment because Leslie wants to make an appearance, scare his virgin chase around a little bit. He does unfortunately kill our favorite librarian. But we get a clever turn with the appearance of the quote-unquote Ahab. Yeah, when Please. I saw him, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, they're pulling out all the stops for this movie. Fucking A, man. So uh, Robert England, Mr. Freddy Krueger himself, shows up dressed basically like Loomis from Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. You know, much. Same outfit, same beard with the handgun. Like, and I almost there. thought it was Loomis for a second. Like Totally. Totally. Yeah, right. It looks just yeah. like him. And he's there to stop Leslie. You know, he's, he's like his child psychiatrist. It's fucking, <laughs> it is so fun, man. Um, yeah. And, and the, the best thing about that little, uh, you know, pepper in the story is not so much like, yeah, seeing Robert England is a thrill. And it's, it's so funny that they're doing the Loomis thing. Yeah. And I love Robert England. I love Freddy Krueger. My wife does too. I've told this story on the podcast before, but when we met Robert England, my wife was fucking thrilled. <laughs> not just from meeting him, yeah, but because so Robert England called her a bitch. And it was, I want to, you know, like birth of our children, you know, marriage, stuff like that. That's okay. But Freddy Krueger calling you a bitch in real <laughs> life is just, you can't put a price on that, man. It's really awesome that he did that too. It was so great. But as, as fun as it is to see him, what, what's even more fun for me in this movie is fucking Leslie's reaction to, to the, the, you know, the reality of the situation. Like his reaction to having a guy who's obsessed with stopping him is pure glee. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like so happy. Yep. So if you want to hit this clip for me, this is Leslie reacting to the fact that he's got a guy. Now you listen here, the boy drowned. You have nothing to worry about. <coughs> no more. It ends here. Come to me, child. It's all right. You got it? You got it? We totally you got, got the guy coming out? You no, know, but you got the guy, right? The you got the guy? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> we got an Ahab! <laughs> we got an Ahab! What's an Ahab? It's a guy. It's a, it's a guy like the guy back there. Get in. We got to tell Eugene. Oh, he shot you? Yeah, yeah, right in the shoulder. That's your first one. Does it hurt? Oh, no. It feels all right. I was wearing a mask. It's fine. <laughs> I was wearing a mask. It's fine. <laughs> I love that, too. Uh, we got an Ahab! I love that wearing the mask is what makes you bulletproof. It makes so much sense in yeah. these horror movies. Also, he fucking like spider monkey scampers across the wall. I yes. know. Right? It's, 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 that's one of my 
favorite parts of the movie just that transition and the celebration it's like we gotta tell you gene like she's so <laughs> fucking happy um yeah um also like because the reason he calls him ahab is because he's his moby dick he's chasing him like his white whale yes i got the reference joe well, just in I'm case not- the listeners who don't know everything didn't get it Listen, you dumb fucks that yeah. listen to this podcast. I mean, obviously you're a dumb fucks if you listen to this podcast. Yeah, there might be something to that. Yeah. You ever read a book before? No. I was listening to our show, um, which, you know, I don't always do, but I ran out of like re- my regular podcast to listen to and it was next in the rotation. And I heard one of the ads that I did for this show and it made me cringe so hard that I almost went into my own body. And it was for <laughs> oh, my art shit. for my art page. And it I think it literally starts with me saying, like, uh, do you have a birthday? And I was like, why did I think that was fucking funny at the time? <laughs> oh, I, I uh, love it when you do those. Um uh, my my favorite is the one that we did for our Patreon, uh not our Patreon, our um our ad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what? At some point we gotta sit down and redo some stuff yeah i think i think that's yeah we probably should at some point you know remake some of this stuff because it gets a little hokey but you know we have more experience you know than we did when when we were so green around the gills and recorded those first few ads we didn't know what the fuck we were doing dude we're about to start year we're about to start year three yeah i know we are one week away from starting year three of this podcast. Oh, that's cool. That that's bl- it blew my mind when I was reminded. Yeah, and four years of JSM. Right? Holy and shit. I've been on for three. Yeah. Let, like, let's let's I, take a quick ad break right here to listen to Eric <laughs> talk about. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Uh, here we go. No. Uh, Do you know anyone with a birthday? <laughs> Get them some custom art at artofericpabone.com. Want to impress your significant other on your anniversary? Skip the wilted flowers in the dirty <laughs> CVS teddy bear. Commission a custom family portrait at artofericpabone.com. Maybe you're just like me and you like unique pieces of art, celebrating your favorite films, comics, and pop culture. Head to artofericpabone.com and shop till you drop. And don't forget, MOTCU listeners get special discounted pricing on all custom art. Don't pay some cookie cutter bullshit from Hobby Lobby. I'm pretty sure child labor was involved in that painting of a cow you just had to have. Be Holy a hero shit. It's my favorite line. Local art at artofericpabone.com. Jesus Christ. My favorite line is the one about the, the cow, the child labor, the cow. <laughs> <laughs> There, there is a painting of a cow or pig or something that we've seen at one of those places so many times. And I'm like, no one's buying this. You know, child labor was involved in this painting of a cow. You just had to have some Hobby Lobby cookie cutter bullshit. <laughs> Listen, if I'm recording an ad now, it's there's way less energy, first of all. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired, man. You want some art? You know who I am. If you don't, go fuck yourself. And... <laughs> That's all I have to say. Love it, yeah. And and if you heard about it from this show, I might charge you more. Yeah, and if you heard about it from JSM, you are why are you listening to that? Yeah, no. I still don't know uh, why anybody listens to that or how. What JSM? I listen to JSM. How? Listen, we've it's got horrible. more. We've got more cultured, cultured, and adult. That's over true. Time. I wonder. That's our happened. conversations are actual conversations now. I know. There's something about. Yeah dildos that left well yeah i'm not listen i'm not pointing fingers at why i'm just saying things have evolved with that show and i i think the audience appreciates it yeah because we don't talk about bruno no 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 you know I will, you know I will everybody say... i know knows that <laughs> <laughs> knows knows the jsm meaning behind bruno of course everybody does it's universal i i listen to jsm and uh it it has changed. It has evolved. It it's definitely become, has. It's you know. Yeah. It's become a little more adult, right? Um, a little less shock. Yeah. Jockey, yes. You know what I mean. Yes. So that's good, man. That's all exactly. Good. And we're interesting people, Joe. We are. Yeah. To, to some we extent. all are, and you know, so we have people hang on our every word. I I, I believe <laughs> that. I mean, they come to Orlando and hang out with me. Well, see exactly. Yeah. Well, they come to Orlando. and <laughs> Tony's already planning a trip to uh, Orlando in in uh, December or January. Nice to hang out. 
Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Cool. Nice, man. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get together. Some holler box. Yeah, you're oh, gonna have to do something about the that beard, though, man. Like tie it up or something. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's that's gonna get in my fucking German food. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, don't get in my pretzel dip. Um, well, just the, the one thing though is if you're on a train, that the tracks are being blocked by caribou. Tony's your man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, little bad Polar Express reference. Love you, Tony. I love you too, Tony. Yeah, I, I also man. I have to talk to you in the in the messenger. I don't understand why you have so many amp cabinets. Like you have you have a lot going on, man. I'm, anyway, I digress. Um, have you ever seen the one that has the pedal board built into it? Yes. No. Oh, uh, uh, come really? on! You can't, there's no way you haven't seen it. No, I have. Just okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> Tony, you've shown me that picture 400 fucking times. That's impossible. That you know it's it's a great it. piece of equipment, though. It is cool. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a piece of art. It is. Yeah. It's better than what I got going on, which is fucking a dog hair covered shit show. <laughs> um, right? Like it's like I, that's why I never show pictures of my pedal board because it's cat covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like I have to I have to lint roller it. Like Mine's been at Doug's brother's house for three years and I haven't brought it home or changed anything on it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Which I was supposed to go there tomorrow, but I decided, you know, food poisoning is a good reason not to. There you go. Also, you know, there's one thing I can tell you, Joe. If any of those paddles you have at my brother's place have uh, like internal trim pots. That fucker's been in there messing with him. Oh, I'm just I don't letting you it. know he does that. Yeah, because for some reason, even though there's a does that. digital board that should, you know, reset, you know, settings every week, I sound yeah. completely different every week. Well, even though I'm, I'm just saying the same the pedals, is, the same guitar, and the same yeah. amp. But I, I mean, it can't be that the sound person doesn't know how to use the board. No. no. Oh no, not at all. No, nah, he works in mysterious ways. Joe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. All right. So back on we? track. <laughs> back on track. This is the longest clip. I'm going to warm you up, warn you up front, but it is also um, just magical and it's important. This it is, is Leslie laying out the plan for his big fucking finale here. Welcome to my allegedly ancestral home. You want to limit your time inside as much as possible? Why is that? Restricts your mobility. You want to keep your eye on everything at the same time. The worst thing is if you get in a game of hide-and-seek. That really slows you down. Now, if they hide in the closet... Why not just reach in and grab them? Yeah. We have a code of ethics, Tay. The closet... is a sacred place. Uh, it's symbolic of the womb. It's the safest place to be because... In the womb, we're innocent. So does that mean you're pro-life, Leslie? <laughs> anyway, you don't want to spend too much time on just one person. It gives everybody else too much time to get away. And that's rule number one. Nobody gets away. You mess that one up, and not only is it a complete breakdown, it's really embarrassing. The bedroom is where it's all going to start, if it all goes as I expect. One guy's going to bring his girl up here to knock boots, and of course I'll be waiting nearby. This is my staging area. I'll wait here for them to start doing their thing, and then it's decision time. What's a go situation? If I have a good sense of the way things are going, if I know where everyone's at, once I off the two of them, I'll uh, stage the area and make it look like they're sleeping. Why is that? Well, if someone comes in and sees two horrifically mangled bodies, they'll run screaming from the house. I'll lose containment way too early. As soon as possible, I gotta whittle it down to just me and Kelly. I have the main fuse rigged up to cut the power. Hmm. So I can sneak down the stairs and take advantage of the first moments of chaos. Of course, one of the first reactions will be to go for the flashlights in the kitchen. I put dead batteries in all them, so... That'll mean they have to go down to the basement to check the fuse box. Remember, 
Nobody knows about the bodies upstairs, so they won't be panicked. Here's how it'll go down next. Everybody will be partying. Kelly won't be having any of it, hopefully. Her jock boyfriend's gonna get frustrated, take it out on the stoners. The stoners are gonna be stoned. And then the lights will go out. One of the guys will offer to go to the cellar, and being a raging sack of hormones, he'll bring his girl to try to score. Leslie, don't you think that's a little gratuitous? Now, Taylor, who's telling the story? That's my cue to split him up. He'll tell her to stay put while he checks it out. He'll say, everything's all right. Honey? And then... You let her go? She's the starting gun. She'll run screaming back into the house and start the panic. That gives me time to make my next move. There's no lock on that old tool shed, so I'll use the corpse to scare the poop out of the kid who goes in there next. The shed's a safe haven. I can't let anyone in. The closet imagery. Right. Only Kelly's allowed in there. If someone else tries to enter that shed, he gets it with a post hole digger. <laughs> it's so sadistic, and yet genius thank you but uh you you do want kelly to go in there yes you're kidding what for wait taylor we should get you asking that good call <clears throat> leslie i feel as though you want kelly to enter the tool shed that's correct taylor it's the first sign of empowerment I'll be looking for in her. At some point, she's going to turn a corner. It's a pivotal moment when she makes the transition from victim to heroine. This is visually manifested when she reaches for a big, long, hard weapon. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's okay, Tay. It's deeply symbolic. She's empowering herself. With cock. There, there you have it. <laughs> For, first of all, I have to say, I cannot unhear the Ryan Reynolds thing now. Yeah, I, I tell you, like, I know, the whole right? movie, I'm just thinking like Ryan Reynolds, Van exactly. Wilder. Because exactly. he explains everything just how Van Wilder would. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now, Taylor, who's telling the story? It's just. Yeah. Um, what you didn't, what you heard, but you didn't see was some of the scenes he he's describing big are playing titties. out in real time. <laughs> and big ass she, titties. They weren't yes. big. They were just perfect. They were pretty good though. <laughs> perfect. They pretty much yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When, when she complains about, you know, being gratuitous, you see, you know, you're again, it's a trope nudity in horror films. Yes. Big exactly. ass titties. My mission is to find out who that was. <laughs> <laughs> Is she IMDb. not IMDb. IMDb. In Doug is getting a little. She's rude. not in the IMDb. I don't know. I'll she find out. Be. Don't worry. I'll Doug, reach out Doug's to the on it. Director. See if we can get <laughs> her on the podcast <laughs> on a master's class. Yeah, exactly. I like to imagine when we're done with the episode, Doug said his laptop, like to whom it may concern. <laughs> I loved your movie. I want to have you on, but the key Question. to getting on our podcast is yeah. provide What's, some information. Was her name Lauren? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I don't know that name? it was any of the actors in the movie. I think they could have just used the nipple double. <laughs> Maybe. You know what I mean? Like they they do that a lot in movies. So it wasn't uh, the just, actual girl. You mean? Oh no! I, it could have been. I don't know, but you never know. Yeah, it could have been. I'll find out. I didn't want to. I, I put that in the chat because I didn't want to dwell on it as much. But no, we're, we're dwelling. We're we're in, okay. baby. Strap in, mm -hmm. strap um, in, strap on. Strap on, strap in. Strap on, strap off. Joe, that's what you call a double entendre. Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Very um, good. So, yeah, the scene's beautifully done because you, you see all of that shit reenacted. As he's describing his plan, you see it happen in real time with the kids, and it's, it's very effective. Again, you're disassembling horror movie tropes. Now, also... 
prior to this, um, Leslie has warned um, basically everybody, but especially Taylor, do not talk to the girl, Kelly. And, and that's my only hard and fast rule. I'm cool with you guys following me. I'm cool with being a part of the documentary, but you are not to talk to this girl. And she sort of, you know, breaks that rule, goes to the diner where she works, sits, sits down with the crew. And while she's like working up the nerve, our boy, our Loomis impersonator, our Robert England is, is noticing them yeah, and, and comes over and kind of says like, why are you following her? Like he knows something's fucking fishy and it sort of blows up in her face when she leaves. Leslie's kind of waiting. Like I told you the one thing you couldn't do and you did it. And he gets kind of physical with her, like fucking yeah. it grabs her by the throat and slams her into the car. Like she almost quits the documentary. Um, there are points in this movie where she has an opportunity to walk away from the whole thing, whether she's asked point blank, like, Hey, this is the point of no return. You guys can leave and, you know, feel good about it. And, and, you know, all of that moral conscience stuff, or you can follow me. And she's always made a choice, even though it's difficult to move ahead with it because she's a journalist and she wants the story and like even Doug mentioned, like there's a little bit of, I want the fame. I want the notoriety. I want, you know, and she's also very clearly fascinated with the process. Like she's getting excited at the things that he's getting excited about it. So you almost get the sense that he's starting to groom her, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, super, super fucking interesting. Um, now, here's a cool thing that happens, right? The whole movie up to this point has pretty much been in a documentary format. Correct. Setting up the whole, like, what's going to happen. And literally, he walks her through every single thing. Yes. So, when he's waiting in the closet for that first move, they're in there with him. And when he goes for that first kill, he opens, the, you know, the little shutter or whatever, and, and closes it they hear the kill happen and that's when it sets in that like oh shit he's really murdering people yeah and we're, right right we're just super complicit you know what i mean like yeah. it was all theoretical up until now sort of and uh now we're in the same room with it and it's maybe not cool yeah so this was all fun and games till like it actually happened yeah and he he catches that you know the he senses that and basically tells him like, okay, no, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. You're going to ruin my whole thing. I can tell that you're having a moment where you're like, oh my God, are we going to just sit here and let this happen? You got to go. So he kicks him out. And it's at this point that, um, you know, that sort of moral urgency overtakes the whole thing. And, and um, Taylor has a change of heart. So, Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, um, this is the transition, man. It's over. The documentary's done. Now he's done. What are you talking about, Tay? We know what he's going to do, okay? We know how he's going to do it. We can stop him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. What are you doing? He got what he wanted from us, Dougie. We we built up his his story for him. Now I'm editing it. Well, can we consider this for one second? You saw what he's got set up in there. I mean, you really think that Kelly's going to be able to stop him? Well, then that would mean she's... D- mean, oh, she's not the survivor? She's fucking 17, Todd. We did agree to do this and not interfere. Yeah, well, guess what? Okay, look, we go in there... We tell Kelly what's happening. We get the fuck out, okay? What if he comes at us? Okay, cool, fine. You know what? You guys stand here holding your balls. She had to make the <laughs> fucking balls reference. Balls. This is a bad idea. I'm sorry. I can't do my job. What with me holding my balls and everything? I, I I laughed out loud so hard when they said that. Yeah. <laughs> Balls reference. I was like, yeah. It was so good. 
and it's also worth <coughs> noting that they switched the um, the camera aspect ratio. Yep, it goes. From- yes, and it's really effective because they do it a few times in this movie. You yeah, know, library. Be- yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're seeing the movie version of what's happening versus yes. the documentary version mm-hmm. of what's happening. Yep, yep. This is the point at which that switch becomes permanent. And yeah. you're out of the dock. Yeah. Yeah. You're, now you're right. You're in the movie. And yeah. You're you're living the trope. The documentary yeah, is done. The documentary yeah. is done, and it's all horror movie trope from this point out. Yeah. Um. So all of that beautiful setup and all of that, you know, the building blocks. This is one of those wonderful examples of like so much setup for so much payoff. Correct. Because the. The rest of this movie is all payoff. It's all, you know, connective tissue. So mm-hmm. if you're into that sort of thing, man, this is your fucking movie. Um, she's now on a mission to save these kids because, you know, a flip was switched and she even makes the point like, She's 17 years old. Like, this is <laughs> super fucked. It's a child. Do you know what I mean? Um, and she has the benefit of knowing this dude's plan, like in and out, like he's explained everything to her. So he knows what's going to happen or so. Does he? Or she does she? Yeah. Thinks. Yeah. She thinks she does. Um, so we move along and she, um, we'll jump right into this one because she has to explain what's happening to Kelly and Kelly's fucking clueless, um, which is hilarious because she's, that was, that was the guy's name, the character's name, which guy? No, Kelly's the girl. Yeah, but she was fucking clueless. Is that what his name is? Clueless. Uh. <laughs> all right. All right. Wait You're a second. Deep, that was good. I like that one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm out of practice, but. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There it is. So, yeah, if you want to hit this next clip for me, uh, this is her explaining to Kelly what is really going on. Also, before that, though, we find out Kelly's not a virgin. Yep. Like we I do. said, she, she rides horse as well. Yeah. <laughs> that night, you remember a couple weeks ago, you were closing down the coffee shop and, and you took out the trash. The door slammed shut. You were there. You thought you saw a guy standing in the shadows watching you. Didn't you? No. No, I did, but it wasn't him. Yes, it was. It was him. And that night in the library... No. <laughs> no. You, you saw him, Kelly. You saw him, and he's here now. Just look at him. Now, also worth mentioning, too, yes, we found out that Kelly was not a virgin because she was riding some dude hard 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 as fuck uh, and also that hard. means she can't be the survivor girl then well you know at this point their thought is this is really gonna piss leslie off oh yeah because you know he has this idealized version of events in his head and it's very important to him that kelly is a virgin you know it's it's been made very clear that that's one of the rules so they're they're looking at it like oh shit if we know then he knows and that's that means we're all fucking dead yeah um also of note when leslie was explaining all of the plans and showing off the house and everything he booby trapped oh yeah it was amazing everything so i really wish this, we would have kept playing the rest of the plan i know it's like 15 minutes but like it's a long it was very long dead yeah, bolt screwed long. into the windows and the, like just all the shit he explained that yeah. he did it was amazing yeah all yeah. the windows are nailed shut. Except the second floor ones, because if they're going to get on the roof, they've really fucked themselves anyways. They're fucked anyway. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I like but the yeah. line where she was like, well, you know, because he nailed the window shut. She's like, well, why don't they just break them? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I know. That's the one. It's funny. It's the one thing like they did not explain and did yeah. not like give a reason why it happens. Everything was so deep as far as the reasons. And this is like, well, <laughs> I don't know. This is like, why, <laughs> why do swallows fly to Capistrano? Right, exactly. I don't know. (laughs) But he, yeah, it's so methodical. So windows are nailed shut. Um, You know, all the exits and and entries. Um, 
even the tree limbs he's pre-sawed so if they try to climb out same thing with the axe and the weapons yeah yeah that that (laughs) shed that he wants to later into it's full of weapons phallic weapons big (laughs) big wooden you know just hard weapons and then he says Um, i guess i just have to hope she doesn't get me on the first swing yeah Yeah, i know um and again you know she knows she knows all this shit now so um she feels like she's got an edge um but yeah they when they did storm the house to warn the kids and they found her uh found kelly she was uh cowgirling crazy man oh yeah yes oh yeah and uh that's also the scene following that when she comes downstairs where you discover that she is seven foot tall yeah like way taller than (laughs) anyone else (laughs) um and then Um, um they happen to be there warning them and you see Leslie outside the window and he sees them in the house. Yes. So now he knows that, you know, shit is afoot. Joe, this next clip also addresses Kelly and her uh, non-virginal ways. He's making it all happen. Exactly his plan, despite the changes. He's really good. He's really in good. a really bad way. I mean, but he's really good. I'm a little more freaked about her. What kind of a survivor girl passes out in the pinch? Passes out? What kind of survivor girl hops on the nerdy kids Johnson like it's a pogo stick? Okay, all right. Look, <laughs> the solution's in the plan. That's how we're gonna beat him. What comes next? Him. <laughs> the nerdy kid. The nerdy kid. That's a great line. Hops on the nerdy kids, like a bogus stick. Oh, that's good. Um, so yeah, now she's taking charge, man. She she's you know, like I said, she knows the plan. She knows what he's going to do. So that all quickly unravels because as they as they soon learn, the plan is changing. So everything that you saw previous and all of the stuff that was acted out. It's not on the table anymore, um, which makes the end of this movie interesting because you were expecting it to know every move and now you don't. And it leads us to some pretty gruesome kills and mm-hmm. uh, some pretty fun shit. <laughs> you know, all your again, all your horror movie tropes, yep. the stoners, all that stuff. Um the, and, he, he tries to go in the shoal shed and he pulls his fucking heart out with the uh, with the postal digger sticks it in his yes. hand so you can watch it beat I mean just classic man just wonderful stuff um, we finally get to a point where we've lost some characters now we've got Doug in the movie Doug. not on the podcast <laughs> We've got Doug. We, we've got them all in a barn. And uh, it's the same barn that we saw earlier. Same upskirt that we saw earlier. Was this before <laughs> or after? Is it Todd? The other one tries to run away? Yeah, he, he leaves tries, them. Yeah, he, he tries he, to divert, basically. He yes, diverts. he's diverting it's, so they go in the barn. Yeah. It was, a, it was a very noble sort of self-sacrifice there. Right yeah. Todd. I like how he also tries to get through. Like, Come on, it's me. It's like, you know, Leslie, it's cool. And then he takes the mask off and like everything. Yeah. I think he's getting through to him and snap. And that was also the first scene where Leslie came across as kind of menacing. Because yes. uh, yeah. up until this point, he's been a, a jovial Ryan Reynoldsy kind of dude. Mm-hmm. And when he pulls the mask off, he's just like in this weird clown-like makeup with the frown, and he's not oh, I also love when he's talking about putting his makeup on. He's like, I also have my own fi- flame retarder. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that because it's like all bases are covered, man. Like, yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's it was, it was the first time you saw him fully engaged in his serial killer persona. Yes. Um, the horror movie version of him, which, you know, is is kind of that's kind of him for the rest of this movie. He's he's playing the character. Um. So when we get to the barn, you know, this is it's kind of broadcast. Like as soon as you find out she's not a virgin, you get the sense that something else is going on. Yeah. And what it boils down to is the whole entire movie you were watching was Leslie conning the journalist into being in the position of being the true 
survivor yeah. girl. You kind of mm-hmm. see it too when he's leaving them and he grabs her face and like yeah. holds her that he like actually wants her. All of the little clues are there. Yeah. And if if you give it a second watch, you do see that stuff more clearly where you know he's really excited when she does the right things. Right. Makes the right choices, decides to stay and continue to film. All of those lines about like it's out of my hands, it's up to her. Yeah. Those all make a lot more sense. Also, he takes her to the household of the happily married survivor girl murder couple. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because he has ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And And she's sort of into him, too. You can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Before this part, she's like, she's almost sort of into him. Oh, you know, hold on. In Van Wilder, Tara Reid, who was the love interest, was a fucking reporter. And she was doing an (laughs) she was doing an article on Van Wilder. Oh my god, mm-hmm. dude! <laughs> I've only seen Netflix once. Yeah, I loved it, but I only saw it once. Yeah, she was a reporter from the newspaper for the school, doing an article on Van Wilder being there for eight years or seven years. Uh-huh. How long he was there for? I'm telling you, this like there has to be some kind of like they they had to have like pegged Van Wilder for this, like use that as some of the inspiration for this. Yeah. Did you just mention pegging? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Worrying's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't really get anywhere. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Uh, um. <laughs> God, I can't believe I just like that just clicked to my head. So she's the Tara Reed from Van Wilder. Very, very, very astute, man. I would not have made that connection, but now I will never unmake it. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. And also, but, do you do you know this is just tangent here while we're waiting for Doug to get done peeing? But uh did you know Van Wilder is about Burt Kreischer? Yes, I did know that because Burt Kreischer mentions it a lot. Yeah, he does. He's the real <laughs> Van Wilder and from Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, man. I think that's why this movie works so well. I, I agree. You know, not not necessarily the Van Wilder connection, but just how fucking clever it is. It and is. And that, you know... I'll be honest, like I consider myself a fairly intelligent person, but the first time I saw this movie, I didn't necessarily see that coming. No, that until, twist was nice. Yeah, it's a nice little. That was a really nice little like like twist and they caught you off guard because you realize that he had planned out the entire thing for her. That's why he mm-hmm. showed her all the escape routes because he wanted to basically put the seed in her mind of what she needed to do. And she literally exactly. went through every single thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and also to make her a worthy adversary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a, there's this sense of mutual respect. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, the final thing he showed her when he was showing her all this shit was this Apple press, Yep, which is like yeah. this old mechanical thing. And you, you know, she's like, what is that for? And he's like making apple cider. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but he does tell her like, yeah, someone's going to get really hurt in this thing. You can tell it's all part of the plan. And, uh, we get to a point where they're figuring all of this out in real time too. So this, uh, next clip is sort of the realization that the survivor girl is not necessarily who you thought it was. We're right where he wants us. All of us. Well, you got us into the sailor. We could have just gotten in the van and driven away. You were just going to leave us here? How long have you been following us? It doesn't matter. You don't matter. Why are you saying that? He, he knew. He knew before we started, before, before we even met. That's why he agreed to do this he he found me before we ever shot a frame you're not making any sense it's it's perfect oh my god it's genius taylor knock it off his plan his plan it's fucked okay he's got no virgin and todd made him run in the wrong direction now think Lauren's right. It's you. 
You're the virgin. <laughs> Tay Tay, it's you, man. <laughs> yep. You find out that she's a virgin, and then it's her. And this was the nefarious plan all along. Again, we mentioned it before, but fucking really clever twist on the end there. It really um, is. Very well done. We get more murders. We get more killing. This is all stuff that Leslie promised would happen. You know, it's down to him yeah. and the survivor girl. He even and calls that, like when Halloran's going to show up. Yeah, totally, man. And uh, kills him with the quickness, too. <laughs> yep, him and, uh, him and Todd, or Doug. Him and Doug. Yeah, you know, Doug? Yes. Doug's dead. Another day, another Doug's Doug. Dead. Yes, where'd it go? Doug! Oh, no, Doug's dead. <laughs> but no, Doug made it, though. Fuck you, Doug! We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet, but... All right, I spoiled everything. Sorry, folks. Fuck you, Doug! So we get down to the last two, to Leslie Taylor. Chases her through the labyrinth of uh, apple trees. Was it called the vulva or whatever? Yeah. I I didn't pull that clip because I didn't want to go crazy, but he has an allusion to everything. And, you know... Whereas the closet was representative of the womb, this labyrinth he created was to represent the birth canal yeah. and the transformation that would take place in the survivor girl, because there would be a turn where she went from victim to wanting some sort of revenge and, and you know, taking hold of the phallic object, the weapon and, and doing the Laurie Strode and doing the, you know, the Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. And she she does all of that just as he said she would. He, you know, she goes to the shed, she gets the axe and and you know, gives all of the like classic one-liner type oh, yeah. shit that you come to expect, you know. And uh it it turns into a conventional tropey horror movie, which is kind of brilliant. Uh because they've been making fun of that for an hour and a half and when you get to the end, you're <laughs> You're just in it and mm-hmm. it gives it a different perspective. Um, so we get down to the two of them. Their final confrontation happens in that little weird shed with the uh, apple cider press. And she's hiding in the corner, sneak attacks him with a, a hook on a chain situation. When you're watching it, you get the sense that he wants it all to go down this way. Um because he's been so meticulous about everything else. And uh, she does get the upper hand, hits him. Um, she goes to, or he goes to uh, strangle her. She steals the scythe from him and, and stabs him in the ribs and gets his head into the apple press and starts yeah. grinding it down. And he's stuck there. Talk about and- Angry Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Smushes this fucker's head just you know keeps turning cock and it's and it's brutal as you're watching this scene you immediately think back to the beginning of this movie where he's showing off his house and his library and he's like no no this is the best stuff here man like not Grey's Anatomy but like Houdini and yep. Escape and you know illusion so you feel like savvy as a viewer you're like this is not what it appears to be it can't be right. um, so she traps him in there tightens it down and then sets the whole building on fire and watches it burn and that's when you learn that Doug is not dead yeah nope it's he also survived. where you skipped a clip <laughs> well, that's what I do <laughs> on the show man that's what I do um, but it's a short clip yeah it is She was the one. She was the one, and he knew it. Um, yeah, so they they watch it burn Doug, and of course your Robert England Loomis character. Yep. And that's the end of the movie, man. It's it's uh that's the end of Leslie Vernon. You'll never see him again. It's done, it's a wrap, and we get credits. Yep. Beautifully done. But oh no, 
No. We get some fucking MCU shit on these credits. We get the CCTV footage. Oh, I just smacked my microphone. Of the autopsy. There you go. I did too. (laughs) We're in it together. We see a, a body on the table and we get some talking heads. What song? Psycho Killer, of course. It takes about five minutes to get to it, but finally we see Leslie's charred body rise from the table. Yep. And then we cut to black. Psycho Killer. Run, 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 run away. Oh, oh, oh. Psycho killer. Great song. It really is. And that is truly the end of Behind the Mass Arise of Leslie Vernon. The promise of a sequel that we ultimately never, never, never get. <laughs> We did get a That's Van Wilder too, though. <laughs> did was hold there on, was a Van Wilder too? Yeah, but not with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it was Ryan Reynolds. Oof! Van really? Wilder three, I don't, I think didn't have Ryan Reynolds. I think it was about the Indian dude. The Rise of Taj. Yeah, I thought that was the second one. Was it the second one or the third one? I think it was the second one. I don't. I only think Ryan Reynolds was in. The Maybe one. he wasn't one. Maybe I'm just confusing it with every other movie. Yeah, he it was, was in called. That. I think it was called The Rise of Taj, and that was the one with the. With uh, Harold and Kumar, dude. Yeah. The beauty of, uh, of Ryan Reynolds is that he plays the same character in every movie. Pretty much. Yeah. He kind of does, but you know what? He does it well, so. Yeah. I'll let him do it. I'm good with it, too. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. That's it. That's the end. Leslie Vernon, there's only one thing left to do. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, Rent the classic! Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me! You really love me! It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? If it's been a while for you, dear listener, we rate all of our movies here on MOTCU a scale of one to five. Anything in between, decimal points are accepted. I don't believe anything's ever gotten a zero. I think Search and Destroy should have. I just was too kind back then. I didn't realize at that point. I don't know about a zero, but. Okay, a point four. Yeah, I understand. But it's, it's all on the table. One day um, we will go back and re-rate these, you know, with our ideas of like we should have done the early movies different. Yeah, it's it's good to revisit, you know, with the benefit of time and yeah. experience. Um, but five being the perfect movie, uh, and one being pretty much a hunk of shit, and some wiggle room in between. So uh, I am thrilled that you guys had never seen this movie before. That was really exciting for me, and I am so happy that you both seem to enjoy it. So I'll start with uh, with you, Doug. What is your rating and why? All right. Uh, yeah. So, again, this was uh, this was this. I want to say it was a surprise because I have faith in the stuff that you deal out, dude. But um, I hadn't seen it, and I was completely entertained from start to finish. I, I, I always love a smart comedy, a smart movie, you know, intelligent you know, dialogue, and this had it. It had a lot of stuff, and it was pretty original, you know, as those mockumentary, you know, and then add horror into it. It, it was very original, so I really dug it. So, I mean, I, I'm going a solid four out of five on this. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Joe, where do you sit? What say you? I agree with mostly every single thing Doug said, except for um, I know sometimes if you pick movies that I think 
that they're good to you. But uh, and this time you didn't disappoint me because uh, I did go into this with the expectation I was not gonna like it because I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this weird movie I've never heard of? It's a horror movie, some obscure piece of shit. It's gonna be some art house thing. It's gonna be a bunch of tropes that I can't stand. And uh, I was very pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. So thank you, Eric. Um, I had never seen it, never heard of it, and I didn't even know anything about it. But uh, I'm glad I didn't because it made it way better. Uh, also, I felt like shit all day, and this kind of cheered me up a little bit. So uh, I'm going to go right along the lines with Doug, and I'll give this I'll give this a 4.1. Nice. That makes me so happy, man. Um yeah, for me, I mean, I don't remember when I discovered this movie, but it has cemented its place in the rotation of the movies I watch this time of year, like Clockwork. You know, you have your your obvious ones. You have Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, but this one and like Trick or Treat and some of like the more offbeat shit has really worked its way in. And as a horror guy, um, something grabs your attention like this, it's got to be good. So... Um, all the stuff you guys said I think it's super original I think it's really funny um, it gets extra points if you are a horror fan because there's so much just fucking love for the genre in it you know it's it's definitely made from a place of uh, reverence and it's not making fun of horror movies it's just it's just celebrating how silly they can fucking be sometimes oh absolutely yeah. so um I'm in line with you guys. I'm I'm inclined to give this movie a 4.1 out of 5. I think it's really nice. fucking solid. I, I agree. Perfect. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and check it out. Um, it is it all, streaming all over the place, I'm sure. So, um, Is it really? <laughs> well, not on you know Netflix or Hulu or any of the shit that you actually pay for, but if you search for it, on it a will come site. up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> And it'll if be on like the second page of Torrance. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up if you need. I actually let people borrow DVD copies of this movie because oh, nice. I, I'm in a position where I like this so much. Like I'm, I'm proselytizing for it. I'm like, have you ever seen fucking <laughs> Behind the Mask, Leslie yeah. Burt? I, um, there's a dude, uh, Pariah Mike. Man, he he oh, hosts, yeah. hosts and has hosted several great podcasts, and they're all sort of horror related. He's a huge horror fan. And uh, I brought him a copy of this movie thinking that, you know, you're going to love this. You never heard he of hated it before. It. No, he, he already knew it because, of okay. course, he did, man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's one of those movies that I will recommend to anybody who is a horror fan or even not a horror fan. There's something for everybody. So, well, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I recommended it to four people today, which for me, that's pretty big. Yeah. yeah, that is. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Man. I don't have any friends, so I don't want to recommend it. To. <laughs> tell, tell the cat. I guess. Tell the we'll get into it. Tell the cat. Is it okay? Because it's not behind you licking its balls today. No, it doesn't have balls. It's a girl. But even if it was a boy, it wouldn't have balls. Yeah, no, she's fine. She's probably on the bed sleeping. Yeah, she just picked a new spot, man. Yeah, exactly. She I suns guess. herself over here. She's happy I took the AC out because now the sun pours in and she just lays there and warms up taking the ac i was fucking 85 degrees today yeah no I, man we had covers we had full comforter on last night we we probably could have turned the heat on but we refused to because it's still september <laughs> i i will not turn it on in september i don't care if it goes down to 20 i am so scared so. to fart right now oh joe please don't man please don't, please uh, don't. Uh, so well, speaking we- of a supporters Speaking of being afraid of to fart oh crap hold on a second boys i gotta bring the list down that's okay in the meantime we have someone to thank uh show sponsor mo dewitt mo, mo, mo. if you're injured on the go just call mo, mo, mo you have legal mo, questions just call mo um mo, mo, if you want to navigate the legality of getting away with serial murder don't call mo man that's super fucked up and uh, he won't have anything to do with that, I'm sure. Can't speak for Mo, but I, uh, you know, I'd imagine. That's what, if, a what if you're a documentary crew making a, a video about this and you don't want to be complicit? Can you call Mo? I mean, there may be some legalese. Uh, listen, this is not my profession. You got to de- you got to defer to Mo for that kind of thing. But yeah, 
you know, I imagine it's he's wanting more calls about like slip and falls, things of that nature. I don't know. Yeah. What do I know? Uh, but it, but seriously, if you do need legal help, reach out to Mo. Um, yeah, awesome guy. And by the way, Mo DeWitt sponsoring a Mo Comedy Jam. Yeah, nice. Coming up soon with some some cool people, man. Hosted by Ross McCoy. I know that uh, there's a ton of local comedians that are going to be there. So uh, look at Mo's webpage for more information. Uh, JustCallMo.com. Cool. It's going to be a good time. I think it's at Tuffy's in Sanford. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So check it out, man. Ross is funny too, dude. Looks like just like Benjamin Franklin. Oh, Ross is great. Ross yeah. is absolutely great. Though the whole like my favorite Ross thing ever was the whole like rat house like uh, thing for like that went on for like two months. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, rat house was a a wonderful. It was it was. <laughs> It was great to follow along to that whole fucking ordeal. It was so it, amazing. It was just so absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we also have some other folks uh, to thank. We do. Some fine people. Uh, we want to thank these uh, this little group of married band of lunatics that uh, listen to the show. Um, and they not only listen, but they contribute on our uh, Patreon page every month. Um, so we're going to start off. We got our list here. We've got Miss Hannah Christ. Uh, Peter Bianco from the Tone Jerks and Second Button Podcast, Mr. Brian Gower. Um, next on the list is Joe. Can you tell me if our uh, illustrious co-host from JSM is back on the list? Uh, I believe he is still declined at the moment. Oof. Okay, so we will move on. My credit anyway. card. Uh, did we ever Damn like... Did we, we didn't ever... bust his balls about it. Yeah. We need to get on his ass. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, Next, uh, uh, from the Signal Path podcast, the te- well, actually, yeah, it's the Like My Pedals podcast, pardon yep. me. The Texas State Boggle Champs podcast and the Texas Size 10 4 podcast, uh, the aforementioned uh, Mr. Tony DeGraw. We have got uh, Mr. Michael McVeigh, definitely a fine human. Um, we've got Mr. Adam El Syed, uh, Mr. Michael Van Zant, another cool dude. And that's not to say Adam isn't cool because, um, Eric has vouched yeah. for the coolness of Adam. Adam is I, cool as fuck, man. I take his word. I take Eric's word as gospel. So I, I would definitely want to hang out with Adam. And last, but definitely not least, the recent co-host of our uh, Avengers Endgame podcast uh, guest host, Mr. U T Rection. Yes, Thank you, Mr. Rection. Yes, and that's Adam, it. That's our Adam, list. Adam is dope, man, and uh, he moved, yeah. so I don't get to see him anymore. But. Uh, uh, yeah, he was he when he was in my side of town, homeboy brought me a He-Man toy out of kindness of his heart because he saw me scoping it out at a comic book show as shop when we came to visit. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, good dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Patreons. I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh www.patreon.com backslash M O T C U. Please contribute a buck a month, man. Come on. Come on, yeah. folks. A buck a month. Oh, right? seriously. And I'll, oh, as always. Patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U to support the show. You <coughs> there you go. That's that's uh, succinctly put. <coughs> yeah. and, and since we are in spooky season, uh, if you don't support the show, I'll find you. <laughs> oh, you're a bulletproof for a second there. No, I wouldn't mess with that. Never, never. Definitely. Um, Thanks for joining us on this episode. Um, go scope the movie and yeah. check it out if you haven't yet. Yeah. And uh, there's only one thing left to do, Joe. Lights. What, what was that? What was that? Lights. Oh, okay. No, no, no. no. It's my spooky voice. All right. I don't have a spooky voice. Camera. Action? <laughs> Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we- Jeopardy. 
<laughs> are you though listen guys we we need your help uh to help keep the lights on as they say uh we are launching our patreon for masters of the cinematic universe yes yes and we have uh different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to just like pbs um you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you can either be a friend of the show a friend with benefits we could could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah and if you uh if you exceed that amount uh you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if if you want not safe for your eyes picks in my case but i'll say for anything picks yeah but yeah guys check out uh patreon.com slash m-o-t-c-u uh take a look at all the different tiers that we're offering lots of cool uh swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh talk about yeah the tiers started at a dollar a dollar a month come on what that's it. Yep, one buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal! Yeah, guys, right? check it out again. Patreon.com/slash/motcu. And then enjoy this week's movie.